The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Hello and welcome to another special interview podcast from the Royal Peacock Youth Show. Uh, I'm of course your host Ross, with me as ever is Rob. How are we doing? Uh, Cookie's here as well, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing good mate, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, just got in from work, ready to talk some Leeds United and we're going to do that today with our guest who is uh, Matt Ingram from the LUFC Academy News Twitter uh, account and also LUFC Academy Central website, welcome. Hi mate, thank you for having me. That's alright, welcome to the show. Um... First off, have you watched our stuff before? Do you know what you get yourself into? Yeah, yeah, I have. I have watched the last few. <laughs> Are oh, you I ready guess. for this level of unprofessionalism? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what, just start with a little, little bit about yourself then. How did you get into kind of uh, doing what you're doing right now? Uh, so, yeah, I just started at uni. I'm in my third year now. Uh, so, graduating this year, studying sports journalism. Uh, I know a couple of people from the academy, and that's kind of what got me into the academy football. Um, so, I've been fo- following it for four or five years now. Um, Nice. And yeah, I like I like that side of things. I like looking at, you know, the the next the next group of players that are going to come through. And I like being that guy that's able to say to people, oh, "Watch, watch this kid. Like, watch out for this kid." Yeah. I think the my my most famous one is Jude Bellingham. I watched him play oh, really? when he was fifteen. He played against I think he was fifteen or sixteen. Played against Leeds under eighteens, and yeah. uh, someone had pointed him out to me before the game. Uh, so I took obviously close notice to him, and he was some player uh, and I just yeah, remember saying to my good. mates like oh I've just watched um, I've just watched, watched this lad for Birmingham Jude Bellingham like, watch out for him and he oh, wow. he made his Birmingham debut and one of the lads messaged me like that's that lad you told me about like, three years ago like, yeah, it, yeah. he's so, a Dortmund yeah, right like that. what's that he is he's a Dortmund yeah, right because I haven't heard Dortmund, much about yeah. him since he's gone since which are the, which Birmingham are the kids retired his number yeah which are the kids <laughs> yeah, are going to get their number retired in two years time retired his number I, know, yeah. Fucking I didn't quite call it that far I didn't say he's going to have his number retired <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and Matty what, what made you want to get you mentioned obviously there you study in sports journalism um, what, what made you want to get into journalism just like talking about football uh like talking about it, I love, I love watching it, writing about it, talking about it. Uh, genuinely, I'm obsessed with it. I'll watch, I'll watch any game that's on my telly. I just, I just football magic. Yeah, that's, that's basically what it boils down to. Yeah. Have you not been ruined by being slow? I can't watch other teams. No, now, I, it's I have been finding that like recently. I, I've just watched the first, first half of Crystal Palace and Burnley. And yeah. I mean, there was one, what is this? <laughs> there was like one stage of play, and like. Ben Mead just launched out for a throw-in and then they took the throw-in and gave it away and it was just launched down the other end of the pitch and I was watching it with my little brother and he was like, it's like watching Rugby Union, you know, and they just kick it to end to end. I was like, oh my God. Um, yeah, it's hard yeah, work watching us. other teams, isn't no, it? it really like is. When we play the kind of football yeah. we do. But So we had um, Joe Urquhart on last week and we interviewed him and we had Tom Hill the under-23s commentator on um, before that, and we talked to both of them about how they kind of got into what they're doing um, and how hard it is sort of breaking Mm. through. You know, Joe talked us through a very long journey from, you know, going through an apprenticeship to where he's ended up, and Tom, you know, kind of just winged it, and I think he feels he got a bit lucky (laughs) as good as he is. How how are you finding that try to break through, and I guess where do you want to see your career go? What do you see that looking like? Uh, Well, obviously... 
it's it's got off to a decent start. I do some stuff for LUTV, but that has been a bit difficult since uh, you know since COVID. Uh, yeah. So yeah, opportunities are a bit limited at the minute, but just still optimistic and just trying to do as much as I can. And you know that's why I appreciate you lads asking me on here because you know this kind of stuff is really good for me. Uh, there's not so much you know like at uni you can learn how to write, you can learn how learn certain things, but podcasting is a bit different you can just have to go and go and do it so yeah i appreciate this opportunity and this is obviously something that can help me as as for my career i just think uh just take it as it comes and i won't say no to any opportunities so uh yeah hopefully i have a long career working at leeds because obviously i'm a leeds fan but yeah we'll, we'll see I like, I like i do like the club side of things like working as part of a club uh rather than you know just writing transfer stories and things like that i do prefer yeah the club side of things uh Hey, hopefully, hopefully a long career at Leeds if all goes to plan. Fingers crossed. Just, just email them. That's how Tom got in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I heard that. We're not letting I've, him live that down. I've worked with <laughs> Tom. I've obviously been at LUTV. I've worked with Tom, and I know him. I know him well. Uh, yeah. I had no idea that's how he got the job. That is, I don't know <laughs> how that's not got brought up in the office before. Like, I don't know how Tom has mentioned that. I tell you what, what, by the way, we mentioned this last time, Rob and and Ross about. Um, a Tom Bell, and I noticed that in the edit last time, Donny put one in. He's going to need so many bells, like the amount of times yeah. we talk about him. <laughs> he's, he's a friend of the podcast, obviously, and hopefully we'll be having him back on soon because he's a, a good knowledge hub for yeah, for what yeah. he does with, with under twenty three. Rory Peacock exclusive that one was, wasn't it? It's been <laughs> yeah. that. It's, he's the talk of the LUTV office yeah. now. With his if you ever hear any player's name pronounced incorrectly by a commentator, just email the club and say, "I want that man's job." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that did make me laugh. I can't believe. I just can't believe it's never been brought up in the office. Like, it's such yeah. a funny way to land yourself in that job. Love it. It's a good nugget in it. I think, um, as well as like the educational side, you mentioned obviously you're at uni, you study, and obviously this is something that you're close to, you're passionate about. I guess I got a two part question. Are there any tips? You know, there's probably a lot of people sat out there now listening to this or maybe watching Leeds week in, week out thinking, I'd like to start. I'd want to get into that. I want to want to see if I can create it, but maybe they're a bit apprehensive or scared mm. to do so. So, have you got any tips? And then the flip side of that, um, I know Cookie asked about, you know, where where how are you finding breaking through? Where are you um, seeing the website and your Twitter account? And what are you? Where are you seeing? What are the plans for that? What would be your goals for, for growing that? Really? Uh, well, to be honest, the the website and the Twitter are both a part of a uni project, so we had to. We had to make our own website and uh, put Twitter, social media, and contribute nice. to that. And that gets assessed at the end of next month. So hopefully that goes well. But technically, that'll be the end of the module. If, I think you've smashed that bit, well. to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> if it's still going well and people people are still reading the stuff in like a month's time when it supposedly finishes, obviously I'll keep that going because you know it's good for me to have to have something I can contribute to. Um, mm. And with it. With it being fully 23s related, it's good to just have that same thing, all of it in one place. Because before I was just contributing to my own, I just had my own WordPress, and that kind of answers your other question about what what should people do. I just had my own WordPress. I've had it since I was 15, 16, just writing, uh, writing my own stuff about. A lot of it was about Leeds, but did some things about England, uh, just general like Premier League things. Just if you wanted to get started, just do your own thing and. And sort yeah. of see where it goes because when you when you're looking for jobs uh, and things like that, people just want to see that you you're ambitious and you've got hmm. 
you know, you've set things up for yourself. You've obviously got a good work ethic if you've just gone out there and, and done that for yourself. Obviously, you're not. I'm not getting any money for running my own WordPress account. I'm just doing it for the love of it. So yeah. I think that that sort of sort of looks reflects well on you to people. Yeah. What's the website address again, Matty? Yeah, promote it. Oh, for the academy one, it's lufcacademycentral.com, and the Twitter is at lufcacademynews because the tag was too long. It's a bit annoying. <laughs> that, we've seen. Annoying we've seen with like. our. Um... <laughs> We've seen with this podcast as well that there is obviously a massive audience. I think we mentioned it in the Joe Urquhart interview that at certain stages I was flicking between the media platforms when the game was on, the game before last, and I was looking at viewing figures both on the Twitter yeah. and then I switched to YouTube, yeah. then I switched to the Facebook. And, you know, you're looking at five, between sort of four and 7,000 people per platform you know, that's, I know we always, the, the joke of Leeds take more, but digitally we take in more to under 23 games <laughs> oh, yeah. than Generally. most championship clubs would take to a home game. Because yeah. um, you're talking about fifteen to 20,000 people tuning in across four or five different platforms. So that gives you work as well as for your education, you know, as, in terms of your passion as well. It gives you work, a big platform to go at. Definitely, yeah, definitely. I mean, my website's not quite doing those numbers, but, uh, you know, obviously if people are interested, hopefully they'll stumble upon it and, and like, and like what I'm doing, so yeah, that's that's all you can hope for, really. Uh, but yeah, did I, I, I obviously watched that last episode when you were mentioning those numbers, and I'd never actually looked at it. I knew we were had we had like a growing interest in the academy, but yeah. but those numbers are crazy. Like you say, it's more than some championship clubs, and that is that is quite mad. And it's got to be good for the players as well, you know. Getting uh, obviously you you do want to protect you you younger players yeah. to an extent, but. If they're going to be coming through at Leeds United, they need to get used to that, the fact that you know there's twenty, thirty thousand people watching me here. Like they obviously yeah. need to get used to that. So those figures on the academy games, they, they really are crazy. Yeah, completely agree. You want to get them used to that level of pressure, don't you? You don't want to overdo it. You need to protect them a little bit, but they definitely need to get used to what is a very, very unique pressure cooker that is is Leeds United and the pressure our fans put on. Onto players, so yeah, it's, it's a really good point. Joe, Joe said something very, very similar. Mm. Yeah, turning up at Adam Road for your full debut is going to be <laughs> pretty scary as it is without the yeah without um, knowing all those people are watching you. Um, I, I think so, sorry, to, to, I think I think when the when the pandemic calms down and we're we're allowed fans back in, I think mm. the the depending on what attendances are allowed and so on, I think the youth, the under twenty three home games, I think there'll be a ticket. Ticket clambering for that. I think they'll will see be there some every week. big attendances. <laughs> yeah, I think they will. I think there'll I'm, be a, yeah. a progression of attendance increases for them. I'm not sure what they'll actually do with that, though. I mean, I don't know how many you can really have around that pitch at Thorpe Arch. Because um, mm. the, the coaches are on one side. If they play on that first pitch, I don't know if you three have ever been to Thorpe Arch, but the first pitch on the right when you go through the gates, I think they play most of the games on there. There's only right. the side that sort of like backs onto the houses that fans are allowed on because the other side yeah, it's is, why they, is the coaches. They started, didn't they, to start using a few other grounds because I think they realised the popularity. So I remember that yeah. Martello Bielsa was at the one where we played at, at was it Tadcaster, wasn't it? I'm sure it was. And yeah. Yeah. there were like 3,000 Leeds fans at an under-23s game. And I think if the club are clever, because like you say, Thorpe Arch is limited to what you can do. I mean, it feels like it makes sense because then you're supporting the community as well, aren't you? Local clubs yeah. like, I yeah, mean, Taddy definitely. have been underwater again recently. Poor, poor club, aren't they? So they're big games like that where they can get in big attendances for under 23s, uh, you know, will really help them. Um, and you could see we've got other lots of local League United clubs that are doing yeah. well, um, mm. you know, in non league, etc. We could do that for to get more fans there because I think there is yeah. so much more interest in it. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, other players that are playing regularly, then who's kind of your standout in the academy at the minute? At any level, you can include Max Dean in um, there if you want. Well, yeah, yeah, Max Dean's doing well stepping up, but um, in the 23s, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of Charlie Cresswell. Uh, I know you, I know you boys have, have worked about him. <laughs> I'm a big fan, man. Yeah, I know, I know. well, right, rightly so. I mean, anyone that anyone that knows the football can see what a what a good player he is and what what potential yeah. he's got. I like Jenkins in the number four position as well, uh, mm-hmm. and then Drame as well. I mean, obviously you've done a podcast on Drame. Yeah, uh, he's been he's been ridiculous. He's such a good player. Obviously, these boys yeah. have got a way to go yet, uh, but I think there was a stage before Strike really stepped up. I, in my head, I thought Crazy was probably above Strike, but mm. that's probably that's probably unfair to say now. Strike's done. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's interesting it? because we've got to remember that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Creswell is what three years younger than Strike, I think. So yeah. plenty of time for him to develop. I think yeah. he will go on to be a better player um, than Pascal. But um, good to see that Pascal stepped up really well. Definitely. So you know, we we know, um, and for anyone watching or listening, you know, give your give some of your interviews um, that you've done or some of your articles, Reeks. It's really good writing. But I was going to say, I know that you um, did an interview with Robbie Gotts because I know that you know him. Um, who stands out because he's obviously one of the players out on loan who stands out from the players that are out on loan that you think um, could make it if there was one in particular you could say I really think they've got a chance of becoming a, a first team player at Leeds United well yeah I think I think you've probably got to look at Robbie I'm not just, not just saying that because he's not <laughs> a friend but uh, yeah I think Robbie and then Alfie as well I think Alfie's an interesting one yeah. because when he made his debut for Leeds I think he made his debut at Salford um, he played in the number four position and when he played in the twenty threes, he was in the number four position, so the, the Calvin Phillips role as it's sort of known yeah. as now. And then he, he's actually doing better at Oldham, playing as a number eight. So the yeah. sort of click position, getting forward, he scored I think five or six goals now. Um, so yeah, that's quite an interesting one because is Marcelo going to look at it and and think he's still a number four in my system, or is he going to look at him yeah. at Oldham and said, oh do you know what, yeah maybe, maybe I was wrong and. Maybe maybe he is number eight. So depends where Alfie fits. But I think got his position. I can't have Bielsa thinking he loves less than Harry Kill. I can't have that. <laughs> no, that, is true. that is I also true. think let's be honest, right? There's a very strong possibility that Bielsa will go. You're a number four and a number eight. This oh, is yeah, a new yeah, solution to yeah, a problem. Course. I mean that's that's another thing in Alfie's favour. And I was just going to say that about Gotts as well. Gotts played as a right back and a left back for the under 18s yeah. Played as a right back and a midfielder for the under twenty threes. Playing as sort of a, a number ten for for Salford now, and he's got two goals in yeah. four games there. So, got I mean, Gotts has got that on his on his side as well, the ability to play more than one position. But if I had to choose one, I, I would say Robbie. I think the fact that Marcelo threw him in against Arsenal um, shows mm. he's obviously got a lot of faith in him. Uh, and he was so good against Arsenal inc- as well. Yeah, like legitimately yeah. played well, held his own, didn't he? Without mm. looking like he was out of his depth at he, all. Yeah, he was um, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Him and Melier that day just really impressed me. It made you really excited about the future of our, our academy even was more that so Melier's than you normally were. Well? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Crazy. He was like, Anywhere else, he his was distribution was ridiculous. He really good yeah. that game. Yeah, he was firing seventy-yard passes to yeah, people's was, feet. Yeah. It was like nothing I'd ever seen. He's, I'm a big, big, big fan of Melier. I, I mean, if if he's not France's number one, then something has gone wrong. Yeah, we don't really talk yeah. about him as an under twenty-three. You almost forget how young he is now that he's been in the first team all is season he, for the 20? back end of last. Yeah, it's, it's proper bear, isn't it? I think mm. he's, I think he's twenty. 
don't think he's 21 yeah, yet. Sure, he's 20. Wikipedia says he was born on the 2nd of March 2000. So, yeah, not quite 21 yet. Yeah, unreal. And he's <laughs> and got as many clean sheets in his in this season as Joe Hart did in his most prolific season, am I right? <laughs> I think that's that goes, came out that's already. Yeah. Six, six, six clean sheets already this year. So, yeah, amazing keeper for yeah. his age. And lo- longer arms than Deontay Wilder, that lad. <laughs> <laughs> and it was interesting, right? You, you mentioned Joe out there, something just random about him. I know it's not to do with this, but I was watching one of them teammates things from FIFA 21, whatever, was um, with, oh, what's he called? Regalon from Tottenham. And yeah. he said that like the strongest player by a country mile at Spurs was Joe Hart. Apparently he's like fucking hench and just like benches and squats massive weights. I just thought it was really yeah, random. Because yeah. he's not getting a game. He spends all his yeah, time. Yeah. All he's doing is becoming a pro bodybuilder in background somewhere. Yeah, interesting. That's depressed me about many. I'm old enough to be his dad. <laughs> Jesus Christ, right. He's uh, got his faces one... about 16 octaves deeper than yours. The most surprising <laughs> thing. I, when I first watched a video interview with him and he started speaking, I was like, have they dumped this? Is he speaking French? Yeah. And are they using yeah. a translator? I'd be old enough voice. to be his yeah. I'd be old enough to be his dad if I'd have been brought brought up in in Barn, uh, sorry, Bramley <laughs> or Barnsley. <laughs> either either. Where is it you're from, by the way, Matty? Uh, I'm living in Pudsey at the minute, but uh, I was born in Newfoundland. Oh, you looked around the corner from me, Matt. I'm in Farsley. Yeah, yeah. Thought so. you were going to say Bramley then, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, if he had it, it'd have made it so much fucking better. I went to school in Bramley. <laughs> oh, what an intake? No, at primary school, I went to Greenall. It's just named McDonald's. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got time for one more question, Rob. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to spin it on its head a bit because we were speaking before we came on the podcast uh, for anyone that's watching or listening about uh, any crazy or random things to, uh, like we all find on Twitter that get tweeted towards Matty or, or any of his accounts. But um, I'm going to spin it on its head. What is your most far out there take or interesting theory or opinion you've got about the club or one of our players that kind of not a lot of people agree with? It's an unpopular opinion. <laughs> unpopular opinion, unpopular I like opinion. it. opinion, uh... Well, before the season, I had, I had, well, I don't know if this is even unpopular because I don't think anyone had Bamford down to do as well as he had. But I was kind of panicking before the season, like, what are we going to do without a goal-scoring centre-forward? And yep. he scored that one that, scored that one on the first day and has not looked back. He's been absolutely sensational. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I got, one, wrong. I got one really wrong last season. It wasn't Leeds United-related, but I think it was last <laughs> season... Chelsea got battered on the first day of the season and I overreacted slightly and said, could Chelsea actually go down? Like, I was genuinely considering it. I was like, they were so, it was on on the first day against Manchester United. Oh, Lampard's first game in Chelsea. Yeah, they got beat yeah. 4-0 by Manchester United who were not that great themselves. And I was yeah. like, could Chelsea actually go down? And then, that would have um, been the dream, mate. That would have been the dream. That, that backfired like a few months ago, a few months like later on. A Chelsea fan like dug it out and he oh, shared it and was yeah. like he shared it and was like oh, he had a few thousand followers. This guy and he was like, oh look at this clown and like, <laughs> the guy like was the guy like flagging me off on the tweet got like four thousand likes and I was just like I look like an absolute mug saying um, Chelsea could have well, gone if, um, yeah. if Matt is university lecturer is listening or watching, don't mark <laughs> him down for the bad <laughs> We all have bad takes. We all get them wrong occasionally. We've all we've all been bookmarked at some point and had that tweet <laughs> yeah. come back out yeah. to go. What yeah. did you say? I know, I know. But yeah, Leeds United oh, related. Probably just I was obviously wrong to write Bamford off. Um, what a we all were. I think everyone yeah. had their doubts. Yeah, I think they yeah. did. 
hundred percent. Yeah, I think we wrote um, a lot of people off. We're good at that as Leeds fans. We've all written yeah, Jack yeah. Harrison off at some point, Ren Calvin off at some point. Look at where these but players we're smashing are. Smashing the league with just Rafinha basically is the only other <laughs> addition to a championship winning team. It's insane what yeah, we're doing. Yeah. It really is. Although insane. that lad is really something special in it. Yeah, he's quite good. Um, isn't just he? as he's I said on yeah, as I said on the match review, and just in case any Liverpool fans are watching for absolutely no reason, <laughs> go fuck yourselves and stay away from Rafinha. Thank you very much. Yeah, those fifteen million pound quotes—you could put a one in front of that, and then I'm just about considering. We need yeah. to stop with the Rafinha propaganda. We need to just start telling everyone, "No, he's, he's really not that good." I don't know why Liverpool want him. No, he's really he's not. He's a poor special. man's Richardson. Can I be honest with you? Okay, this will this will be an unpopular thing. Honestly, when he first when he first joined and he was and he was playing, and I thought he looked good, but I did think this lad don't look quite as good as everyone's making out. I didn't think. I thought, is he going to end up just being another Richardson where? He's decent at that level at like maybe top eight, but isn't really going to be all special. Um, and since then, he's gone on to absolutely make me look like a dickhead. Yeah. No, I, I, I was, just, I was told, and I think Bam- Bamford said this since like the first, he did. the first day of training. I, I got told, like, oh, this, like, this boy is, is a serious player. So I was a bit excited, yeah. but he's even gone above and beyond that. I mean, He's, he's so, so, so good. I know. So yeah, good, Paddy man. said it on Leeds podcast the other day, the official one, um, about how good he is and the skills he's got. And then, mm. I don't know if you all saw, there was a bit of a... He's another under-23, to be fair, Perveda. Um, mm. And they put up a Perveda video, like a mockery of like the FIFA 21 stuff to oh, really yeah, like yeah. people's hair or whatever. Um, and they did the skills one, and he said, Rafinha. I mean, he put himself <laughs> up there, as you'd expect from Perveda. He's a confident <laughs> lad, isn't he? Um, but he did say Rafinha was something else, and he highlighted not just that that backwards spinning Meg's <laughs> crazy thing he did, but also that that touch with his left foot to control it touch. on the yeah, run yeah. Um, mm. was superb as well. So yeah, we could we can um, wax lyrical about Rafinha all day long, can't we? It wasn't until yeah. after I'd actually noticed that you know the touch the touch that you're talking about where he takes it on like the outside of his left foot. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd not even I didn't even like blink at that to be honest. I saw him do it yeah. and I was like. That's oh, just Rafinha controlling. Yeah, yeah. I just showed the replay and I was like, as if I didn't get excited about that, that is unbelievable. <laughs> but that's literally the levels he's setting already. You just don't even blink at that kind of touch because it's just what he does. Yeah. He, he's some player. I, yeah, I tweeted the other day, I think we'll be lucky to have him past this season. Yeah, two seasons. It all does depend tomorrow, on how we Tomorrow will be interesting. But, you just see what Arsenal do tomorrow because Tierney's out, isn't he, on the left? So if yeah, they have him yeah. running, if they have Raf running down the right, it'd be interesting to see how they cope at left back with that. Yeah, I tweeted. I tweeted for trouble. Yeah, I tweeted Phil Hay and Graham Smith to try and find out. I'm interested to know whether Rafinha's got any release clauses of any kind that, yeah. based on certain fees, I d- okay. and I didn't get an answer. I don't know if he does. That would worry me. If he doesn't, yeah. I could see us doing what um, Brighton did with Ben White and just going. Hold on, hold no. on, hold on. We don't need to sell him. And yeah. Rafinha, I guess we're yet to see whether he's the type that would try and force through a move. I guess what we have seen in his career so far is that he's not being he's shy to move on quickly. You know, I, I when that, the opportunity I arises. I, I didn't like his flirting with moves on, but I yeah. also thought. I mean, there's so many sides you can you can look at it, but the fact that he moves on a lot worried me. But then, yeah. He did. He ditched Champions League, uh, Champions League football this Champions year. League. I, know, I, th- I think I'm skeptical about that, though. I think that was to get to the Premier League to put himself in the shop window, and and I, and I hope we keep him for many, many seasons. At least beyond. another season, I would like. But, but um, I don't I, like I that he flirted he's... with Bruno Fernandez on Instagram. That is not allowed, Rafinha. That is a scum <laughs> player. I didn't see that. Not they, they will play together. They will play together. Uh, sporting, sporting. Yeah. Sporting. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think he'll be here next season. I just think we'll probably yeah. lose him. 
season yeah. after we'll see. depending on how we we progress and we push on and obviously a lot of that will have to do with if Bielsa yeah. stays as well, yeah. well. Yeah. yeah definitely the fact that right, he left Ren though shows he's, he's clearly he's is uh, wanting to be part of this project at Leeds. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully mm-hmm. that stays beyond the season. Whether we can tempt him away from the likes of Liverpool and Fingers hundreds of thousands a week is, is a bit different. But, hey, at this rate, we might know. end up above Liverpool. Who knows? <laughs> we might, we might. <laughs> That'd be nice. Right, there we go. That's enough for this podcast. You can join us again, all four of us, in our uh, weekly youth pod where we're going to be talking about Noel Huggins. We're going to talk about the Reading upcoming game and pre- uh, review the Middlesbrough 4 Two? Yes. Four two? It was 4-2, yeah. I was distracted by Warnock <laughs> shouting, shouting on the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> Idiot. Um, yes, you can join us for that on YouTube. Uh, so, yeah, it's goodbye from us. It's goodbye from Cookie. Goodbye. Goodbye from Rob. Goodbye. Uh, Matt, you just plug your socials once again for us. So, it's my personal one is at Matty underscore M17 and the Academy page is at LUFC Academy News. There you go. Thank you can find you. us at Peacock's Raw. You can find Juicy Rob at Juicy Rob. You can find Cookie at... LUFC Miguel. That's the one, Spanish. There you go. And I'm at Rossboat1984. And also follow the Adelites for all his hard, hard work that the man does. Absolutely. Um, yes, we shall be back very, very soon with another podcast. So, see ya. <laughs> Luke. <laughs>